Hey guys, welcome back to Figuring It Out with Grace and Kaylee. I am Grace. I am Kaylee. And today we are diving in to a subject that is not always a fun one, but have you ever wondered how to truly find joy, experience gratitude, or muster the courage to navigate life's challenges? The answer is much simpler than you think, and we're going to dive into this topic that's universal to all of us and every human experience we feel and experience these things. So we're delving into vulnerability and shame. It's inspired by the real OG of the subject, Brene Brown, who is a psychologist and author and has spent her life's work discovering how shame affects our ability to live a wholehearted life. So stick around because by the end of this episode, you'll not only gain a deeper understanding of these fundamental human experiences, but also walk away with practical tips on embracing vulnerability. We're not just discussing the theories. We're going to unlock some real potential for transformative change. So let's break it down together on this journey towards authenticity. Welcome to Figuring It Out with Grace and Kaylee. Together, they're on a journey to explore the interconnectedness of mind, body, and spirit as they unravel the secrets to living a vibrant and balanced life. Enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. I am so excited to talk about two icky sticky topics today, vulnerability and shame. Ooh, you excited, Kaylee? I'm so excited. I am like (laughs) feeling heavy as fuck, guys. So this is probably like a good therapy session for me. So million percent. We're going to ditch all the feelings of shame if you are carrying any of those along with the other heavy feelings. I know I am. So let me just start with a little background and context. Today, we're talking about Brene Brown, who is a researcher and storyteller. She collects qualitative research as a psychologist who has coined the term courage over comfort, which even hearing that quote, it always has me a little like, ooh, ooh, okay? And the idea of this concept of wholehearted living. And I'm going to break that down and explain to you what it means to wholeheartedly live. But she shares her findings through TED Talks, podcasts, and books that she's authored. So I'm really excited to deep dive into a book that she read called, I'm sorry, a book that she wrote called The Power of Vulnerability. She wrote it back in 2013, I believe. And you guys, I'm going to sound a little cliche and a whole hell of a lot of annoying because reading this book, well, actually I listened to it, but listening to this book completely changed my life. It challenged the fabric of how I live my life, how I have relationships and the person I wanted to grow into. I literally couldn't shut the fuck up about it. I was listening to it on a car ride home from Tennessee to Texas with my parents after a holiday, and I was trying to explain to my father what vulnerability is. So that's where we're at, okay? (laughs) So how did it change my life? What's the point? What is the power of vulnerability? So being vulnerable is considered courageous, right? Except for the fact that a lot of times in our society, we have this misconception that when you're vulnerable, it's a sign of weakness. Would you say that's true, Kaylee? Or what are your thoughts on vulnerability as strength versus weakness? I think it's 100% a strength. I think 
back in the day, it was looked viewed as a weakness, but I feel like people are coming around. I'm very, very vulnerable. I feel like to my own faults at times, like within my own emotions and I love it about myself and I don't always love it about myself. So I'm here though, that it is full on strength. Do you think that men are starting to become more vulnerable with time as I think that women have adapted and begin to evolve and being more vulnerable with their emotions, but men have always kind of been like five steps behind us per usual. Yeah. Well, here in Texas too, like that just isn't a vibe for a lot of men. (laughs) It's cool to see though. I know I've seen a lot of men online talking about like being vulnerable, sharing their emotions, especially a lot of black men coming on and saying it's okay to not be, you know, Mr. Macho super strong. Like you've seen niche pockets picking up on this and really talking about it, which is exciting and what Brene Brown has been preaching forever. So her point in this book, The Power of Vulnerability, is that being vulnerable is courageous. I'll break that down in a bit, but let's start with just that concept and accept that as truth. She also explains how shame is a silent killer. We all experience shame. It's something that is, like I mentioned earlier, woven into all human experiences. I'm going to break that down too. Then she introduces the concept that wholehearted living leads to happiness. So after her what was supposed to be one year research that turned into six years of researching, interviewing, et cetera, she found that there's only one variable that separates people who have a strong sense of love and belonging and from the people who really struggle for it. And the variable that separated the two was the people who have a strong sense of love and belonging believe they are worthy of love and belonging. That's it. So simple. They believe they are worthy. We're going to break that down. And finally, a point that sticks is connection and empathy is our purpose. We've talked about it on this podcast a bit before, but essentially neurobiologically, it's how we are wired. We need connection. We need community. You could go on to argue it's why we're here and it's why we exist. Yes. Heavy hitting. Let's break down shame. Like she mentions, shame is a silent killer. So shame can be defined simply as a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Brene simply explains it as just the fear of disconnection, not being connected to those around you. So every time we experience shame or a painful experience, we begin to develop an armor. Our brain steps in and is like, hey, how the fuck do I protect you from this horrible, miserable, shitty feeling? And things like perfectionism and numbing come to mind. So we either try and overcompensate by being obnoxiously perfect and never making a mistake. And if we do, we shame ourselves 10 times harder for making that mistake. Or we try and numb out. And you can numb with alcohol, adrenaline, drugs, uh, shopping, eating, all of our, you know, 
addictive, beautiful vices. Coffee, <laughs> just yes. coffee only makes you high. But the problem with numbing that Dr. Brown pointed out is that you can't selectively be numb. So if you choose to numb yourself from the negative feelings, you're also stripping yourself the opportunity to feel joy and satisfaction and happiness. It's kind of in her research, she found you're either all in and you find the courage to be uncomfortable or you numb yourself and you feel nothing at all. And that will deprive you of the joy. So while we're on the topic of shame and really wanting everyone to understand that it is a universal experience we all have and will continue to experience shame, I was curious if you have any memory of a shameful experience from maybe your childhood or something that like first hits you as shame. Give I can me, lead, give me I yours. I can lead with mine. Then, okay. Yeah, then it might give me. So I remember when I was probably five or five years old, I was at school and we were doing a foot painting mural and I was one of the last kids to go. There were like, I, at the time, I would say like hundreds of kids. It probably was like 30. I was young. But I was one of the last feet to, to stamp the paper. And you stamped in your feet in the paint. And you stamped it on the paper. And then they put your feet in these buckets to wash them off and put your shoes back on. Well, my name is Grace. Hi, nice to meet you. And I am the furthest thing from graceful. This is the story of my life. Oh, it's who yeah. I am. I don't relate. So I tripped over the fucking bucket. First of all, I'm probably like three feet and the bucket was at least a foot. So I trip stepping out of it. The water, the bucket water goes all over the mural. It completely destroys the mural. Like it's completely soaked wet. Okay. And the teacher who was like cleaning my helping clean my feet after she like was so aggressive with like wiping my feet like this little fucking fucker yeah like and I remember getting red hot you know I cried I felt so bad and I experienced shame and what I well, couldn't define it obviously at the time but thinking back on it that is something that has stuck with me my entire life I think that was my first true memory of shame I don't know why I think it's just because you were in class. So now I'm thinking, okay, back to class. I have a shame story. I suck at math and I was on the whiteboard and there was this guy that I liked. He was sitting on the floor. And of course he was. Of course he was <laughs> sitting on the floor watching you. Every every everyone was watching. It was just me yeah. and this other and I didn't know how to do the problem. And I started freaking out. And my fourth grade teacher was like, like, what are you, what are you doing? Who who was your third grade math teacher? Like totally embarrassed me and I felt immediate shame. And I have several stories like that um, where the teacher bullied me in front of the whole classroom that we can share in another podcast. A hundred percent. And the fact that they were using shame as like a teaching technique is something that I hope that we have grown Ugh. and evolved out of, right? I got to sadly say we have it. I, yeah. We have it. I think that's fair. And I think it's also because we experience shame and then when we experience it, it's also something that we have the power to project. And especially when you're frustrated, I definitely know like of people who still try and use shame as like a, a slap in the face or like a fuck you essentially. But we all have moments of shame and we all have will like have had them repetitive like Kaylee talks about in school 
maybe it was being rejected by someone that you liked. Maybe it was not being invited to the party that everyone else was. But they're definitely life-defining moments that Brene Brown explains really helps shape our patterns, habits, attitudes, and relationships with others. So they can be very detrimental unless you have coping skills to really release or be shame resilient. So what does this have to do with vulnerability? She explains, feels, and believes, and I also really believe that when you show people you aren't afraid to be real, you're essentially giving them permission to be real with you too. And that's incredibly liberating. I think myself personally, something that I used to numb shame as a tool growing up was perfectionism. I was always trying to be the kindest, the smartest, the funniest, the most generous, the most understanding. And it was like, part of being a people pleaser, but just being all those things, it would make everyone like me. And if everyone liked me, there was nothing to be, you know, shameful for. But the truth is it really, really made me struggle with my authenticity of just being me and being unapologetically me. Do you feel like Kaylee, you had a numbing technique that you use throughout your childhood or teenage years to help numb the moments of shame you might have experienced? Yeah, I think me and Grace are, that's what we connected over is we would always just feel the same. Like if we didn't want to go to a party or something, we would always feel like we had to lie to our friends because we felt bad. But in return, it just made us look like big assholes. Mm -hmm. So I think we've both grown in that way to just like say it how it is. We even call each other. We hype each other up. Like just say it, be honest, just do it. And we I feel like we've gotten there for the most part. I totally agree. I think it's been a a journey and it's been fun that we have both been so connected on that of trying to overcome that to be able to be so vulnerable and authentically honest. I think even like childhood stories, something that I learned was learning to say like, I don't know is okay. And it's actually the best answer other than looking like a fucking loser who's like lying about what you do or don't know. And everyone's like, mm, she's mm-hmm. full of shit. I yeah. Think- and that's where, sorry to interrupt, in no. my adult years that I gotten to be like the question fucking nerd, I ask everyone, you know, I pick everyone's brain because back in the day, I felt so shameful for not knowing something. And now I really take that and I'm like, oh, I'm not you know, familiar with that. Even if it sounds stupid, I don't even care anymore. So that's kind of how I've grown into being like vulnerable. Like maybe I don't know everything about this subject and I want to learn. And it's cool to learn from experts. It's cool to know things from other people's perspectives even. And sometimes, you know, people will get big egos because they think, oh, you know, I know it all. She wants to learn everything from me. And it's like, no, I just genuinely love picking everyone's brain now because I felt in school I was so shamed I felt shameful to ask questions yeah and I think that you just gave a great example of how you used authenticity of just being like I don't I don't know but I want to learn as a way to Mm -hmm. overcome shame or the feeling of like I'm not smart enough or I'm not you know enough And I think we talk about this a lot on the podcast when it comes to romantic relationships and the ability to be like 
boldly honest with the person that you are with or want to be with about who you are and what you want out of a relationship in order for you to really be happy and to not feel shame around, you know, asking for what you want from someone. So with all that being said, I want to get to the good stuff. Where are the tips and tricks, Grace? What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to overcome (laughs) shame and be vulnerable. What the fuck? How do I do it? Okay. Well, Brene Brown gave us a lot of hot takes and I am going to talk them through with you and Kaylee. Let's hit it. So in order for you to be truly joyful per Brene Brown, which honestly, she's a goddess. She's a queen. I will link all of her resources. Live it, love it, and learn it. You're going to be obsessed. So we're going to say that her word is truth. And she says being vulnerable leads to happiness. So how do we be vulnerable? Well, we start by building genuine connections. And easier said than done, surely. But I think for me, when I started this journey of trying to live a wholehearted life, It wasn't so much focused on like, I've got to make a new genuine friend ASAP. It was more so about ditching the relationships that I found myself not being purely authentic in. And that's also hard because Mm -hmm. I think for a while you can build surface level relationships. There's nothing wrong with them. But if you're spending your resources, like your time and your energy in a situation where you're not being yourself, I think you really have to evaluate if it's helping you live a vulnerable and authentic lifestyle. Okay, another opportunity to help you be more vulnerable and authentic in day-to-day life is going to be practice mindfulness. This is kind of a general statement, but specifically when it comes to being mindful about vulnerability, it's really keeping yourself in check on what you're thinking and what you're saying to yourself, positive self-talk. A lot of times shame will create a narrative in our head that's I am not enough or I am not worthy. And so counteracting that by making sure you're affirming yourself with I am enough, I am worthy, I am whole, complete, and perfect just as I am, that's an affirmation you can steal. I will say that to myself in any moment that I start to feel imposter syndrome, have self-doubt. It's just saying it out loud and also being around people that make me feel that way and share that sentiment with me as well. Like Kaylee and I, again, can get on the phone and hype each other up like, no, bitch, you've got this. You're amazing. You know, you're going to crush it and kill it. You are worthy of this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Then we can express our feelings, express our emotions, tell me what you think. So something that I'm really guilty of is I can often choose silence versus disturbing the peace. So I don't like conflict. I'm not afraid of conflict. But if it's between conflict and peace, if it's – I try and like evaluate it. I'll make a little pro-con list and most times I'm like, this just isn't worth it. So I'm not going to share how I feel. But – What happens often is when we don't share our feelings, then our feelings end up eating us up alive. So I said a little quote on the Instagram, which you can check out, which is, you can either say how you feel and fuck it up, or you can say nothing and let it fuck you up instead. And I am learning that one the hard way. So I am Mm -hmm. trying to practice When I feel something, you can take a beat. You can find a way to lead with love and empathy first, always. But you should always say how you feel. And this will help you flex the muscle of just being able to be real with the people that you're with whenever you're with them. Yeah. And also, if you don't feel like you have a safe space to share that out loud, journaling, I literally 
I'm going through like crazy transition right now. And so I just journaled right before we got on and it's just crazy how it really does help you. Totally. Otherwise you're right. It just eats you up. Yes. And also finally, one of our favorites boundaries saying no when necessary, like you, like Kaylee mentioned, you know, we were the Queens of yes, man's of like, you know, someone's like you guys have to come to the party tonight and we're like Mm -hmm. oh my god we're exhausted and they're like no you have to come and then Kaylee and I look at each other like I guess we're taking three shots of vodka so we can get up and go to this party and learning the hard way (laughs) learning the hard way that like you know it was not respectful or authentic to ourselves to be doing things that we don't want to be doing so those are some some key ones when it comes to embracing vulnerability and living an authentic life But in addition to that, we have to start to practice to be resilient from shame. So how do we create the shame-resilient mindset? Because like we mentioned, we're going to continue to experience moments of shame, but how do we resist the lingering effects of shame? So first and foremost, we have to be aware enough to recognize it. This kind of goes back to the being mindful and practicing mindfulness. I know journaling, meditation, going on long walks just to like talk to yourself, like having those honest and authentic conversations with yourself and to be able to pick up on the fact like, oh shit, I am saying really mean things about myself. Like this isn't good. And then to challenge that, like, is this true? Is it true, Grace, that you are a fat fucking slob who never has the drive to do anything for herself? Fuck no, it's not true. Like, yeah. mean brain ill brain nasty yeah. brain why yeah. just calling it out like no <laughs> calling it out and then learning and understanding our triggers so i know kaylee and i will have conversations all the time it's like what do you think sparked that feeling like where were you who were you talking with what was actually being said so that you can then start to dissect like oh every time i am in this environment i start feeling less than Every time I'm talking to this person, they make me feel like I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough. And then honestly, being really bold about, like you mentioned above, removing those people from your life. If it's going to be a trigger for you, maybe it's not a forever remove. Maybe it's a mute mute in real life. But like just taking the trigger away until you can really start to build your resilience. And then of course, yeah. That really spoke to me. It was like, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh my God. I love it when she tells me that I'm right. <sighs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's hard. It's, it's hard to, to remove triggers sometimes. And I, I hope if you're listening and you're like easier said than done, you know, my trigger is my partner or my trigger is my parent or it's someone that's close to you it's i challenge you to to journal like kaylee said about like what the actual interaction is and maybe it's a topic maybe you can't remove yourself from a person but you're like we cannot talk about x y and z because that's when things pop off so just trying to be really intentional with what is setting you in a place to make yourself feel like shit and and not allowing it and then reaching out to someone you trust, you know, if, if you start to feel shame, studies show the more that you voice shame and not allow it to become a hidden monster that lives in your brain, the less power we give to shame. So when you start to feel unworthy, you pick up the phone, 
you call someone you love or you send a text to someone you love and you're like, hey, this happened and I'm I'm really feeling guilty or an idiot or all of these things. Because once you start to talk it through, you tend to realize how intense you're being with yourself. Or if you're fortunate enough, the other person on the other line is going to be like, hey, like you're being really mean to you right now. Like, yeah, I realize that must be a heavy emotional load for you, but it's mm-hmm. not, it does not sound as bad as how you're making it. Yeah. And it's so good to like have that soundboard. I literally tell, I've told Grace like 700 times this week, like I would be crazy if I didn't have you. I would probably not be here. Like having your safe space, your safe person, whoever it is, is everything. Totally. And I, you you guys, oh my God, Kaylee and I are best friends. So it's like emotional (laughs) for me, but I feel the same way. And also, you know, Kaylee's going through a period of transformation right now and a lot of change is happening. I personally am going through a situation where I feel like a lot of shame. I've made uh, some choices that I'm now having to deal with the consequences of and sorry for the ambiguity, but it is what it is. And yeah, I feel like I'm an idiot at times. And just to be reminded by my bestie, it's like, no, bitch, like you've done the best you could with what you have. And now we're going to walk through the fire like together. It's like, okay, Uh, (laughs) Okay, we'll take another fire together. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard, but it's it's worth it. But it does strip away some of its power, I think. Like when you can say it out loud, it feels less scary. It feels less like a secret, like you're carrying this burden. And also Grace always tells me like, Kaylee, go do something good for yourself. Like you are fine. You're not – you shouldn't feel this way. This is, you know, this situation or this person or whatever it may be making you feel this way and this is not your truth Mm -hmm. so just having dude I'm telling you y'all having the soundboard of someone you're safe with is everything because you're never alone and if you need a fucking soundboard message us because I would be happy to be your soundboard of everything that is good and true in your life at figuring it out gk podcast please message us we will dm you we love playing therapist although we are not certified and no way should we be taken to that level (laughs) like we can be we're certified as besties besties. and we're here for that okay (laughs) (laughs) okay um so continuing how to create a shame resilient mindset we also want to practice empathy especially self-compassion being a lot kinder to ourselves and i really struggle with this one because i think there's a time and place where you need to be really disciplined with yourself and then there's a time and place when you really need to lean and show yourself a lot of love. And I think finding the balance between the two has always been a struggle for me. And I do a lot of self-shaming when I am not being disciplined with myself, which is not good either. (laughs) I know. Again, the soundboard. It's the soundboard that we need. It is. But loving on ourselves and just like recognizing, as we mentioned, when you're able to call it out, when you're experiencing this type of shame, then that should be the trigger to you. Like, oh, I need to give Grace self-compassion right now. I don't need to be hard on her for missing all of the the things she said she was going to do. I need to give her a big hug in a minute. I legit will talk about myself in third person sometimes so that I can understand like I'm talking about a friend because I would never – talk to Kaylee the way I would talk to myself sad times yeah and also I think I've talked about this in the last one but 
if you look at yourself like talking to like little Grace or little Kaylee, and I know it sounds weird, but it really does open this like weird, I guess it's not weird, but like this vulnerability because you would never talk like, I know we all think we were cute as hell when we were babies and we would never talk shit to that sweet soul. So whenever you're ever being an asshole to yourself, just like think of one of your favorite pictures of yourself when you were a baby or a toddler or even like a little teenager and just know like that woman or man or whatever maybe or is still in you and just be kind be kind be kind I think even a therapist had mentioned to take it a step further, print out the picture of yourself or find the picture that you have of yourself as a kid, tape it to your mirror. And every time you want to start talking shit, you got to go look at yourself in the mirror with that picture up there. And it will stop you from, like Kaylee said, ever saying these ugly ass things to yourself. It's a really good reality check, checking your expectations, eliminating perfectionism and just being, keeping it real being authentic which leads to happiness which is what we're fucking here for we're here for it bitch <laughs> thank you so, grace i needed this guys i've been heavy i know like and i'll open more up about what's going on with me but i've had a very heavy heart and now realizing it is shame bitch that don't you think it's shame it's a hundred percent shame and part of it is like shame that's being projected onto you and part of it then is the shame that you're creating in your head from the projections it's yeah, like i'm just like shame mustering it i'm like stirring the fucking pot with my own thoughts Ugh. and it's kind anyway. of crazy too because if you think about it like shame prevents us from doing so many things trying new things failing at things and really living out our full and true destinies like when People have those interviews with like cute little 80-year-olds. It's like, what is something that you regret or what's something that you wish you would have done? A lot of it is doing the things that they felt stupid to try to do. And that's because shame prevented you from doing it. Yeah. I love that. That just made me feel so much better. It's so true. And literally – would I do in the situation just be – you know, for any of us, would we just stay still because that is – how people want us to be or make us feel like we need to be without and then you know we do what we want to do and of course they're going to be mad because they they don't want you to do that they want no. you to they control your situation they they like where you're at you're not pushing boundaries push and those fuck boundaries guys hell push yeah it. and it threatens their their uh complacency right like they don't want to be courageous either they want to stay in their little bubble and if you're being brave enough to go do something that is authentic to you of course people are going to want to tear that down because you're really challenging what they know and their fabric of shame and their shame is screaming in them and they're projecting it on you so i want to leave everyone with this which is what i mentioned earlier dr Brene brown said courage over comfort. She has a beautiful metaphor talking about how you have to be brave enough to show up to the arena every single day. You got to walk into the arena and show up. You don't have to win. You can lose. You've got to show the fuck up. And what we're not going to do is we're never going to take advice from someone who is not brave enough to show up to the arena. So I hope you guys all find the courage today, this week, this month to really lean into what your heart is telling you that you want and need when it comes to relationships, jobs, 
next steps, travel, identity, what the fuck ever. Like be brave enough to explore your heart's desires because you deserve to live a wholehearted life. And that's what we want for all of you guys. We love you so much and we'll see you next week or next episode. Yes. Uh, bye guys. Bye. Thank you, Grace. I needed yeah. this. Love you. Love you. Thanks for listening to the Figuring It Out with Grace and Kaylee podcast. You're officially one step closer to becoming your best self. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode and share it with someone who needs to hear it. For more information or to connect with your hosts, check them out on social media at Figuring It Out GK Podcast. We'll see you next time.